Hello, Hello and welcome to the Mulberry Sisters podcast. This is Brianna and Paige, and we are going to be talking about adventuring into party planning so that it's fun, organic, focused on who and what's important. And our main goal for today is to share how we've taken the stress out of party planning. I'm here with Paige because she's basically the superman or superwoman of party planning, and I'm her Robin. <laughs> she's literally helped me plan uh, and execute every one of my child's parties. She's even hosted all of them except for this last one, was Beck's first birthday, and I invited her to my house, but she still made the cake <laughs> and brought all the balloons and the decorations. So party planning is pretty much Paige's superpower, and she does it with ease and calmness that I don't feel, actually, to be honest. So one of the reasons we're qualified to talk about party planning is because our mom was amazing at putting on wonderful birthday parties, and with six kids, that means there's a lot of birthday parties going on a lot often. And she also did a lot of dinner parties and stuff. And then as teenagers, our mom and dad always encouraged us to have all our friends come over and have parties. We'd dance and we'd do banana split parties. And that was always a favorite in our house. And then in college, Brooke and I bought a house together and we had parties at our house every month, at least once a month (laughs) with dozens of people. It was so fun. We had musicians that lived in the house. So we'd have a lot of music and huge Canadian Thanksgivings out in the backyard and we just had um, a lot of fun and then in when I got married every Sunday we would have about one to ten families over for kind of a potluck and as I started to have kids I just got way into party planning for my, <laughs> my kids it was just a creative outlet for me and then I started a coaching business where I specialized in retreats and masterminds as well as one-on-one coaching. And so I've put on hundreds of parties and events. Of course, Victoria and Brianna, they were also college roommates and they would have so many parties that actually they got, I think the police called yeah. <laughs> on one of their parties. So they have t- talked to me in that. Take that. <laughs> they went in that regard. But, we had some um, good parties. It was yeah, fun. Talking about why we even put on parties. It's just to bring people together. People love connecting and parties are a great time to bring the cool people in your life that you love being around together, to meet each other, to just be together. So all of us Harrises, we love a good party because we've put on enough. We've learned some hacks. So we're excited to share those with you today. So in our adulthood, Paige and I have planned a lot of parties together and there's been a few times, more than a few times, that I've walked in to help get the house ready. Usually I'm the decorator. I get get to the house, like for a Canadian Thanksgiving where we're planning on 50 people coming, it's T minus three hours, and she's totally relaxed. And I'm like, Paige, we have a lot to do. We've gotta get to work. And I get stressed, and um, but somehow she's totally calm. And I thought, well, This would be so cool. So last night I sat her down and I brought up the worry points or the stressors that I felt before a party is happening. And I had her explain how she's hurtled over them. The first one is worrying about people not coming to your party. 
Actually, this is the reason why people don't even put on parties. You know, you hear little kids planning their birthday parties and that's the biggest fear that comes up for them. They're like, but what if no one comes? Yeah. And it's this fundamental fear of rejection that is in within every human's soul. And it just comes up to the surface when thinking of putting on a party. Yeah. Do you worry about people not coming? I, I don't take it personally. So before it was like, oh my gosh, no one came or not as, not all, these people didn't come. And it really just has to do with whether people have things going on um, and honoring the people that come and being really present with yeah. the people that do come. If, like for instance, we had a teen birthday party. Brooklyn turned, oh, um, yeah. turned 13. And so we had a projector and a hot tub party and only three girls came, but it was just so special and fun with the three girls that showed up. And we just made it like, oh my gosh, isn't this amazing that it's only three of you and you guys get to just have this really intimate, amazing, fun party together. More isn't always the merrier. Brooklyn's personality, that was perfect for her. And Maybe we all think, oh, the more the merrier, the more the merrier, but maybe it really is just who arrives is the perfect amount of people who will be there, and then you can really focus on them. This is a bit of a side um, kick, but I, one of the things I love to kind of experiment with is the thought that the world is conspiring for my good. Yeah. And so it's along that line of what if the perfect people come to my party and it's just the exact right amount of people and it's the perfect person that shows up that needs to come to the party tonight. So um, just letting go of the attachment to certain people or a certain amount of people coming and just loving what is. And you were just talking about how you really have done your part if you've invited them. Yeah, so one of the things that I love about party planning is I get to invite people and it is a connection like it's a way of connecting with other people and sometimes i'm actually like oh i'm kind of hoping they're not coming like with my <laughs> canadian thanksgiving what i've learned too is i'm um, not taking it personally is i so i do this canadian thanksgiving it's on a monday evening in the middle of october no one has anything planned and so in america every single person that i invite shows up oh so i've had years sorry. where like 50, I'm expecting like 50 to 75 people, but then I really don't want to exclude my neighbors who are Canadian that I like remember after I've invited my five main families or whatever. But I just want them to feel invited because there's such just like a way of showing love for me to invite someone to my party and let them know that they're invited. And, and sometimes um, even with my kids, we're planning parties. Often we do full class parties and part of it's just so that people don't feel excluded and people feel connected to my child, especially when we moved to, an, we've moved 10 times or something. So we had a lot of like, we're in a new place and um, we'd invite the entire class so that one, people knew where we lived and I could meet the parents as yeah. they came to pick them up and the children now know where my child lives and knows them and feels like they were connected to them and invited to their parties. So it's just a wonderful way to feel connected and, um, and help people to feel connected to you and, and make new friends. One other hack for making, uh, easing the anxiety around people not coming is asking for an RSVP. Making sure that you put that in bold on the invite and then sending reminders and just so that you can have an idea of somewhat of how many people are coming 
and then always expect for at least 20% not to show. (laughs) Just set your expectations low. I think this is a key part of party planning. (laughs) Well, that goes into, um, you know, who is going to be at the party when you're worrying about our second point, people having fun when they come. So this, I think, again, is taking some of the stress off yourself of not taking it personally and not making it your responsibility. If someone decides to come, they have a responsibility to show up and have a good time. And there's some things to do. So one, always have an activity, an icebreaker, something that brings people together. And there's a bunch of really fun things to do to bring people together. I'm never thinking the hostess better make me have fun. <laughs> right? or, or I didn't have a fun, a fun time and it's the hostess's fault or the host's yeah. fault. But there are some things as a host that you can do to, again, bring people together, beginning with the end in mind, realizing who this is for and what you want. But how can you connect the group as a whole and bring people together for mm-hmm. a point in the party where maybe a few people can meet each other that are a little more shy or yeah like an icebreaker yeah. adults need that just as much as kids exactly do. so with kids we do a lot of group things so i the three kind of main things that i have at almost all my parties are treasure hunts obstacle courses or and homemade pinatas like <laughs> those are just the key parts to making any kids party awesome yes. we just take a balloon and decorate it with um you know ma- with uh paper mache paper mache get the recycling and just wrap it around and you have to think a couple days ahead to do this but you can make it into basically anything your the theme of your party is and then we put it on a broomstick and have the kids go at it and fill it with whatever the theme is. So piñatas are so much fun and a great way to kind of break and get people together. Another thing is obstacle courses or treasure hunts. I am like obsessed. I do them. I go into all of these different um, poems and rhymes and <laughs> it just goes along with the theme. But they are so much fun, a way to get the kids out and about Um, and running around and um, exploring together. So Paige has used her backyards, of course, but when you were in an apartment in Chicago, you were using city parks, right? Oh, yeah, for in a a few of the places, just when our home or our yard wasn't big enough for what we wanted to do, you can always use a city park. It's such a fun, beautiful space to use. That's a good trick and hack. Of course, you can rent the city pavilions and stuff, but I've never done that. You just show up and get the one. (laughs) So um, one thing mom would do is do the 12 days of Christmas. So we bring the whole group together. And if there's 20 people, then two or three people sing, which actually makes it more um, comfortable for some people that are worried about their voices. But everyone just has such a good time coming together. One major thing to do that I think is really important is when you have a birthday party, highlight the person that's having a birthday. I've been to adult birthday parties where... Everyone just gets together and eats and has fun. But I really feel it's so important to, to pause and bring the group together and everyone at the table go around and share what they love about the person, really celebrating the, the human being and the year that they have ahead. I remember at Holland's Harry Potter birthday, yeah. before opening his gift from the kid, the kid said something they loved about Holland, and it was so cute, and a lot of the time it was... I love I like Holland because he's my friend. But it was a 
it was a practice and it was in, age appropriate for them. Yeah. And a yeah. practice in giving compliments and, yeah. and it, it lit him up. Even if three kids said, cause you're funny, he just got lit up. So yes. it was really cute. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful when, when we do that tradition. So run with the theme as well for doing activities. One of the things we do for Canadian Thanksgiving is we get a cash register roll and we get people into teams and then we have them write down as many things as their group can come up that they're grateful for. And we give them about five minutes and they come up with this tw 20 feet of cash register roll of gratitudes. And then we string it all over the house like it's decorative um, streamers and, and paper. So I use it as decoration and it's just a really fun way for people to come into the spirit of gratitude. And then at the table at Thanksgiving, we often go through and talk about gratitudes and why we're grateful for the things we're grateful for. So there's just so many things to do with that. So the third thing that people are often stressed about in parties is the food. Oh, the food. Well, the food can be the funnest part of party planning or the most stressful. So let's go with the f way of looking at, at adventuring into the fun of it. When there's a theme, it is so fun to go onto Pinterest, food for that theme. We've done Harry Potter with bubbling dry ice and goblin fingers and oh my gosh, the whole table had, a, everyone had a different theme for the food. Oh my gosh, with kids parties, you can go all out with the food being a theme. So it's so fun. With adult parties, I love to do potluck. People don't mind bringing a drink or their favorite dish or something like that. And so I usually with adult parties, I just make it a potluck and let people bring some of their favorite stuff and people love to contribute. Just have fun with it. And tip that I have for food planning is get plenty of it. Just never run out of food at a party. The whole energy of party planning is abundance in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so if a lack of abundance really, everyone can feel it the most of anything yeah. at the party. So if you have too much though, you can eat it later. You can give it away. You can freeze it. So I've never had a problem with having too much food, but I have run out of food and it's not a good feeling. How I go at the food for, I'm just talking about our kids' birthday parties it's usually been what their favorite food is. For Maya's first birthday, she loved noodles. She actually loved pho soup. And so we did Vietnamese pho soup and we made a ton of it. And she also loved smoothies and um, bubble boba. tea. Boba. Yeah. <laughs> so we had boba and pho. And then just two nights ago for Bex, he was on a strict diet of his own accord, eating blueberries and smoked salmon. So we went with that and we realized, let's just go with the bear theme because his initials are B-E-R anyway. So we did one very good year. Paige made a bear cake, the cutest bear cake. I'll put it on Instagram. It's so cute. <laughs> and he had little blueberries in front of him. And then we had salmon and asparagus and rice. And Beck loved it. And so did everyone else. That's usually where I start is the food. And that leads me into the rest of the party in terms of themes. 
So you can choose your theme from the food that you're going with or the food mm. from the theme that you're going with. But yes. no matter what, it's just an easy way to choose the food that you're going to run with. The other thing with the potluck idea, with Canadian Thanksgiving, I assign people each kind of dish. Yeah. And what's so fun is each person brings one dish, you make just potatoes at your house, and then you come and you have this massive Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. It's a really fun way to create a party is around the food. So a final, some hacks for food prep. One is if you're gonna make the cake, there's some really fun hacks. One is marshmallow fondant. Just look it up, all it is is water and marshmallows and um, powdered sugar. But with that, you can create anything that you would make with Play-Doh. And it makes the cake look so like realistic and yeah. fun and professional, bright and beautiful. Yeah. So that's a really fun one. If you put cocoa in the fondant, then it looks totally like a football or like bear skin or it, it like perfect. leather kind of. So it's yeah. just perfect for what we, what we did by just putting cocoa in. Another thing is if you make the cake, just put fresh flowers on it or get the toys for the theme and yeah. or go to the dollar store and get the animals or put the toys around it and it just looks like a professional fun cake and you've made it yourself. Another thing with cakes is my, some years my kids have been like, I don't want cake and so we've had donuts and you just pile a bunch of donuts into a pile and put candles on it or cupcakes, you know, just pile them up. So it or doesn't- watermelon cake. Oh yeah cut a watermelon in the shape of a cake and then put candles in it and put some other fruit around it if there's gluten-free, sugar-free or whatever. So there's so many different options with cake. And then the other thing, um, do like creation stations with food. This is really fun for parties. My sister had um, like a cheese table and a candy station at her wedding that were just made that really beautiful, fun ways for guests to create their own things with the food. Cheese boards or banana splits. So we, then you yeah. come and you just get your banana and you make it your own. And popcorn bars or hot chocolate bars or even oatmeal bars I've seen at parties. There's a lot of these creation stations that you can do with food that's really fun. One of the hacks, the birthday meal will be make your own pizzas. And so that was, I think, every birthday growing up of mine. But I loved it, because that was, that was the birthday meal. It was just, it was the thing. It, did, it didn't really matter that it wasn't my favorite meal. Like some <laughs> parents make the favorite meal, but this was brilliant on her part, because that was the birthday dinner. And so we would all get our own little pizza. And then we, as kids, we got to choose how much cheese and how much meat and how much tomato sauce to put on. Way to make it easy for herself, right? So when I'm finished with making pho soup, or a specialty meal for each child, <laughs> pizza. Make your own pizza. Okay, one of my favorite dinners to have when I have guests over is dinner is pizza. And I have one of the best pizza recipes, yeah, thin do. crust recipe. I'll have to post the pizza recipe in the notes. Okay, last but not least on our worry points or stress list is decorations. Like the worry of... What's it gonna look like? Will it look good? Like, what am I gonna decorate? How am I gonna decorate? I've learned the power of a balloon, a helium balloon. Like for kids, it is so worth whatever amount of money. I don't personally agree with like $1,000 worth of balloons, but a few balloons behind the kid's chair or a few balloons somewhere in the room makes it really Magical. Fun. Magical, right? And, and it's like 98 cents for a helium balloon. Seriously. So and they can play with them afterwards, right? Totally. Like the, the balloons last for weeks and you're like, that's so worth that money. 
And the other little trick that I've learned is have one wall that you really like the look of. So one kind of backdrop wall. Take your pictures in front of that. Like the whole house doesn't need to be totally decked out. As long as I think the centerpiece in the table, like some kind of centerpiece, which is usually the cake. If I'm and the talking food, about yeah. Birthday. Food and cake in the center of the table and then a backdrop wall so that something behind. One thing that I started this, I spent $9 and I printed out like 40 pictures of Beck from birth till now. And at the beginning of birthday months, I'm going to put the pictures up and they're really cute decoration and everyone loves looking at them. And it really goes back to why am I planning this party? It's to highlight this child. And so it puts the fo like it put the focus on Beck and everyone is looking at the pictures and saying, Oh, look at that. Look at his Halloween. Remember, Remember this. Oh, he's so cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm in that one with him. And it really endears everybody to the, the birthday boy or birthday girl. I like that. So I'm going to do that as tradition, a tradition. I love that. So basically it's, balloons, some good food, some pictures, sometimes some flowers or mm -hmm. something from outside that you bring in, some nature. Mm -hmm. But it really does not need to be expensive. It doesn't need to be complicated. You just hop on and get ideas and then you look at the resources that you have and the things that your friends even have or the things that the rental store has. You don't have to buy everything. But I have been really amazed with what party centers have that can help me run with a theme. So I did a laser tag party for Jude for his last birthday, I think. And I was looking at buying all these laser tag guns or borrowing them from people. And it was like really complicated. And then I saw that the party store rented them for, I think, three fifty each. Oh my. And we got a whole bin of them. And I got this black tarp from the party store or something and then I got fluorescent spray paint and I made all these different rooms and zones and my whole basement turned into a laser tag zone with and I rented the a fog, fog machine. machine and a black light so all of it cost me $35 to rent everything wow. and the um, glow-in-the-dark oh. body paint and everything was yeah. so fun this year we're doing carnival theme and we're getting a candy floss thing and a popcorn maker and it's ten dollars to rent these things so it's just so cheap and so fun and it makes it really special for the kids another thing with decorations even though it's not necessarily decorations but it's music if you make a playlist for the party then you're not managing the music and you're able to have a really good time but the music can go with a theme it can create the mood like the music's a really big part so definitely do that Oh my goodness, borrowing from friends, like there's resources all around you that it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg, but I borrowed chairs and tables and I borrowed an entire Harry Potter party theme that my friend had just done for her whole family. She'd done this huge Harry Potter thing where her, um, her sister had painted the fat lady and all of Hogwarts and yeah. she had it in frames and she had everything printed for me. And so the I just wands. borrowed everything. I made the wands out of, you um, the wands. out of the, we just took chopsticks, chopsticks glue. and glue and then we painted them with gold paint and we made wands for everyone. But I mean, it was one of the most elaborate things, but it was because the entire party was borrowed from a friend. So, um, projectors and tables, I've borrowed things like that, that have made the party really great. And it hasn't had to cost me a lot of money. High five. <laughs> 
Now we're going to talk about steps to planning a great party. And before Paige gives us her secret sauce, Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain something that I learned from Jordan Page's Productivity Bootcamp. It was a great course, but one of the main things that I learned that I realized I actually just clicked before starting this podcast is Paige does this. (laughs) So Jordan Page narrowed it down to the three, three, three idea. Three weeks before the event is when you think about basic brainstorm of what it's going to be. Send out the invitations and, you know, set the date, send the invitations three weeks out. And then three days before, look at it again. What decorations do I need? That's really when you'd go into the decorations of food and you could probably do the food, the shopping for that. And then after that three day mark, you let it be until three hours before the event. And I was like, but it's, I think it's such a good trick because really all the magic happens three hours before. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it would usually be T minus three hours that I'd arrive at Paige's house and it looked like nothing was done. <laughs> but within those three hours, we pulled it together, put all the tables together. Bree went out into the forest and gathered all the maple leaves off of the trees. <laughs> yeah. And I put out all the tables and chairs with the other people that showed up to help. Totally. So and no... the food arrived T minus 20 minutes of True. the party. There's no point of wasting the energy before that three hour mark to really be stressing about it. So like, let it be three weeks before, three days before, and then bust it out three hours before. Okay, so if you're going to stress at all over a party, you're allowed to stress for those, those three, three times. times. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole point of, of parties is to bring people together, have fun and live in abundance. Yes. Right. So let's stay with those focuses and that in mind. And then if you're going to allow some stress to come in, it's okay during only those three times. So that's your rule. Yes. It is. <laughs> so now I hope that by the end of this part, you will have your next party at least halfway planned. Awesome. And maybe this is a three week part where it's three weeks out. You're going to have a party in three weeks. And so Let's get started. Great. So the first thing is begin with the end in mind. You have to remember who you're planning the party for. Mm-hmm. Um, is it for the people that are present or is it for the pictures? Is it for the people that aren't even there that are going to see it on Instagram? Or is it for the kid that you're throwing the party for? <laughs> it's important to remember this because you can totally. easily get carried away yes. with everything else and really like ignore your child and, and not even be present for the party. So um, if it's for the guests that are there, just be really present to who that is and then choose a theme from there. So if it was always, if my Brooklyn was way into horses when she was two. And so we had a horse party, but it was like, how are we going to, are we going to get a horse in? How are we going to do this? And I found a farm that was just $5 per kid to ride as long as they wanted on these ponies. So we had a pony party and, and we, I didn't want any gifts for Brooklyn had enough toys. She was a single child and we didn't need any more like plastic toys. So I just said, bring a $5 and pay for yourself to come in and we're going to have a party. And I made horse cupcakes with baguette um, things. And anyway, we just had a really wonderful time um, making all of it a horse and pony theme. So, 
So some other themes that I've run with are Super Mario. Holland, I don't, we don't even have a Nintendo, but Holland really wanted a Super Mario theme party. And so we did this obstacle course where the kids had to run and like jump on the, the bombs that were black balloons that had black jelly beans in them and they'd oh. break them and then they'd run and they'd hop over the mushrooms to get the helium balloon in the sky and they'd crawl through these tunnels and it was just a really fun theme to run with and do an obstacle course with and holland loved it it was and he it. actually wanted it this he wanted to have super mario party the oh. next year too which is totally <laughs> holland um we did a little po my little pony party where um, we turned an entire bridge into a rainbow and then there were candied apples and I watched the show and I just watched for like all the little characters and parts and we made a whole treasure hunt around this and Jude was the dragon and they got little necklaces and then we had a huge pinata that we made and the cake was all fondant and bright and had the figure of Dora on it and so this goes with the idea that I always remember dad saying like mom made your childhood magical and I think that's like the beauty of being a mom is you get to make, especially at the beginning years, like more yeah. at the beginning years, like their, their life can be magical because you're like this creator of it. Right. Yeah. And you made these magical <laughs> moments that the show or the idea or the obsession they have comes life size. Yeah. And, it comes alive. and it's all about them. Yeah. Like it's just so cute. We did adore the Explorer one. And I had Trey put on a mask and look like the swiper. Swiper, swiper, swiper no swiping, <laughs> swiper, no swiping, running around, like catching the kids as they're running through this. It was in this public part that had this whole tunnel of branches that you could go through. And we just used what we had and we created this magical treasure hunt and experience for them with all of the, the themes. So it was just so much fun. So two other parties I want to share, and I share these just to give you ideas of the things that you can do to run with a theme, is a, we did a fairy party for Brooklyn when she was maybe five in Texas, but I saw these wings in the store and I was like, oh my gosh, I could do fairies. And so there's just $1 per wing, but then I made the tutus and these bags and we colored fairy houses that we found, these little bird houses that we found at the dollar store. And then we had this whole entire um, treasure hunt where they had these little bags and they collected magical little things along the way. And then they could create their own fairy house afterwards. So it was just such a magical one. And then another one we did was the... Um, Star Wars and I took pool noodles and I made them into the lightsabers and I made just kind of simple cloaks with, out of brown fabric that they tied around and they, they were um, training for as Jedi Knights and then we brought in this uh, friend of ours for Halloween had been Darth Vader so we had him come in and teach the kids how to fight with a lightsaber and we had different training centers all along the around the house because it was winter then we made a pinata that was the millennial falcon and so we just really ran with it and it was so much fun to create and um and make all these different activities for the kids and all the whole class came and it was just such a fun party so um, with with baby showers, doing a mother's way where you just really focus on and pamper the mom in a really uh, beautiful way of, of sharing stories and blessing and way. blessing way. Oh, it's a blessing way. That's right. So um, as far as my retreats, I always have some sort of theme, whether it's gratitude or love over fear or principle-based thought. But with those, we can 
base all our teaching and all our activities and everything and really help people walk away with a solid foundation for the theme that we have. And we're going to do a another podcast all about women's retreats and about retreats and the power of them. But I wanted to throw that in there that it's really powerful to do that. So, okay. So the first thing is begin with the end in mind. The second is choose a theme. The third is make the invitation and ask them to RSVP. So these are the three top things when you're making your invitation is put the time, place, and ask for RSVP and just have them text you. It's the easiest way. Can I get on a really quick soapbox that maybe this could be the beginning of RSVPing now? (laughs) I can't believe how few people RSVP, but it's like, just to text people, come on. Just let us know. Let us know. <laughs> it, it helps, helps so, so much. much. One thing is Canva is the best I thing I've found. And comment below if you have something better. But Canva is a free um, designing app where you can create invites really easily. And one hack that I've found is if I print those as pictures at like Walgreens, they can be done in an hour and I can have 50 invites printed easily and um, for nine cents each rather than invites usually are like 50 cents to a dollar each on other sites. So just create your own invite on Canva and print it and ask for an RSVP. So that's the third step. The fourth is plan the food and activities and decorations around the theme that you've chosen. And then... Um, the final thing is just have fun. Like everything in between is the logistics. A few hacks and advice I have is ask people to help with the food, ask people to take pictures for you. I've often done events or parties and have no pictures to show for any of the process that anything I did because I was so in the moment of um, putting everything together. So definitely ask someone to take pictures for you, but just enjoy who's there, have fun with it. And one thing we talked about last night is often, Bree said she'll come and it'll be like, three hours until the party starts and nothing's ready or whatever it looks like. And, um, there's a lot behind the scenes stuff, but also I have a million ideas of things I could do at a party. And if I do 50% of them, I'm happy. So maybe the garland didn't get up or maybe the pictures weren't placed exactly how I wanted them or the balloons were over in a different corner or didn't even get set up. And the fact is, no one knows. Such a good point. (laughs) So just let it go. Like, just let go of all of these different visions you had. And once the first person arrives, nothing else matters except for the people that arrived and the things that are ready and the things that they're going to be able to do. And if all the perfect food wasn't set out, like often I'll look in my fridge and be like, oh, I didn't even bring out the dessert, or I didn't even bring out something that I had prepared. It's fine. It's not a big deal. So let go of perfectionism with party planning. I think that's the biggest thing. Great. That was awesome. I hope you guys feel more confident as you adventure into party planning and you feel more excited about it. And maybe you even have a party that you've planned along with Paige with her steps. Thank you for joining us today. And... Happy party planning from the Mulberry Sisters!
love. The, the Mulberry, Mulberry Sisters. sisters.